0: You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation. I cover the NFL for FanRag Sports, and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers, and you can find all the podcast content at Locked The Packers lose to the Baltimore Ravens at home. They get shut out in an embarrassing 23 to nothing. Effort Sunday afternoon. And effort might be a little strong a word. We're going to get into all of the minutia. We're going to break it down. We're going to get deep. But here's what it comes down to for me. Against Chicago, Brett Hundley made three or four plays that gave his team a win. The big throw down the field to Devontae. He had the, the Devontae Adams touchdown. He had the big run on third down. Those are the plays he made to help the Packers win the game. Against the Ravens, he made three or four plays that cost them the game. They were in the game, even with two early interceptions. Green Bay was in this game until well into the second half. Even down 16-0 late in the game, they had a chance. And they couldn't stop turning the ball over. Five turnovers in all three interceptions, two fumbles, and another fumble that that they didn't lose. The most turnovers since Brett Favre was around. The first shutout at Lambeau since Brett Favre was the starting quarterback. The first shutout at home to a team with a losing record since the 70s. It was a pathetic performance from the standpoint of execution because the sloppiness led to turnovers. Early in the game, the offense looked looked dynamic. They get to the play down the field. To Devontae Adams, on the first drive, they get get Nelson for 17, Devontae for 33, they get a nice run from Jamal Williams for 8. They're cooking with gas. And then Hunley predetermines what he's going to do, decides that he knows how the corner is going to play a certain route concept, and Jimmy Smith, who's a great corner and who I said they needed to test early, but in a very specific way, not the way that they did, made him pay. That's a thing that's going to happen to a young quarterback. And even on the next drive, he made a couple nice throws. The offense is moving. They're they're, they're mixing. Running pass. They're mixing formations. This has been a theme now for this team is they've looked really well in the scripted parts of the game early on. Even against the Lions in a game where they ended up getting beat pretty soundly. They go down and they, and they look like they're going to be in position to score. The problem is... The flaws with Brett Hundley against a good passing defense are are too apparent. And when you have your third string and fourth string running backs, one of whom hasn't even been active for most of the year and who has two touches and two fumbles, the run game never got going, never got engaged. The blocking was not great. Jamal, well, I mean, this is, this is backups to the backups to the backups. I mean, who knows what this run game looks like if Aaron Jones and Ty Montgomery are in, but they're not. You have to go win with the guys that you have. And they couldn't. And part of that is on Brett Hundley, who, the, you know, the, the completion percentage numbers look good. I mean, he's 20, 21 of 35 for 239. Completion percentage-wise, that's pretty good. Per attempt, that's okay. But he made the three or four plays the Packers couldn't afford him to make. And he threw the ball to the other team. I told you last week, the formula for the Ravens was to get turnovers. That was the only way because Green Bay outgained the Ravens. They out first downed them. They out converted them on third down, but they lost the turnover battle five to one. Every facet of the game, Green Bay won except two, basically. One was the turnovers, and two was scoring. Okay. Well, that second one is the only one that really matters. There were times when Brett Honley looked better because he was not bailing in the pocket immediately, but he's still slow to make decisions. I'm still, I mean, you can see him. He wants to throw the ball, but he has to see it cleanly. And it has to be, even on plays designed, you know, the, there's the, those little play action boots where he, where he spins around off the play action and he's got to dump it off to the tight end. That's the throw. I mean, that's the play. And I don't know if he's looking backside to try and hit something bigger or if he really is just that slow to process. The thing that I can't understand is he took off a couple times and looked great in the run game. He actually stepped up in the pocket. He He showed some progress with his pocket awareness, but he still ran into a couple sacks. He's not getting the ball out when he needs to. But when he does, when he sees it and he is decisive, he can rip it. I mean, he showed his arm talent today. There were some great throws, some great plays but the, but the bad turnovers and he still just he is not capable of running this offense like Rodgers and i understand the concern the, the criticism that green bay was too aggressive early letting hunley try and win the game well it, it was working they're inside the 10 when he throws that pick they had they had matriculated all the way down the field they were in position to score that was that was a bad decision Fi- throw is fine if Jimmy Smith doesn't make that play, it's a touchdown. On the second possession, those are the kind of interceptions you just can't have. That's a giveaway. And the third interception is a bad throw. The balance was off in this game. He he we talked about last week the potential, the formula. Well, the running backs, running backs carried the ball 20 times in this game. Brett Hundley attempted 35 passes. It was almost the the exact flip in the Bears game. 37 rushes, 25 passes, something like that. But Green Bay was never able to establish the run. The pass was working. And the run game never quite got on track. And here is, here is ultimately the shortcomings of this offense. And this is on Mike McCarthy, but it's also just a reality. Situationally, when you have a player like Aaron Rodgers third and whatever is manageable. Throwing the ball on third down for this team has been a chore. And I mean third and short, third and two, third and four. They can't pick up two, three, four yards. And part of that is because the play calling has been fakakta. The routes are for four yards when you need four yards. They're doing a lot of play action with two-man routes. I mean, there was Brett Hundley took a sack in this game. They They went max protect and couldn't protect. And it's a two-man route against they're dropping five, six, seven in coverage, and you're expecting to get one of two guys open. I don't understand why Brett Hunley is not being catered to more. And I understand that this is a, this is both a failure of of assessment in the team's mind of what he can and can't do, but it's a failure of the coaching staff to not put him in better positions. He is not being put in a position to succeed often enough. They need to be able to run the ball better out of shotgun. That They went to the pistol to try and do that last week, and it worked. There wasn't a lot of that this week. I am disappointed in, in the way that Mike McCarthy has managed this offense for Brett Hundley, but I'm also disappointed in the way that Brett Hundley has played. I thought he would play better, and part of that's on me, but more than that, it's on it's on Brett Hundley to, to play. He gets paid to play. So go play. There were some signs of progress, some better movement in the pocket. He still he has command of this offense. There are a couple times he's he's running the show pre snap. He's making calls. He's making changes. They put a lot on his plate. They let him go do it, and I understand that the fans are upset that that Brett Hundley was was asked to do a lot and he couldn't, and that's probably unfair from McCarthy to have done that. But it was working early in the game. He made some throws. He made a beautiful back shoulder throw to Devontae Adams that he just dropped. Would have been a big play down the field and, and would have given them some momentum. If if Brett Hundley throws a touchdown instead of an interception on the first play, they might win. I mean, this is, I understand at 23-0, you look at it, it's a crooked number and it's a lopsided score. It was not that lopsided. Every other number says this game was close, except the turnovers. Green Bay didn't allow a touchdown until the second half. And they didn't allow the second touchdown. It was 16-0. It's a two-score game until another late turnover. We're going to get to the defense, but Brett Hundley has to... The margin of error for this team is compressed. Situational football is less about coaching and more about talent. With Aaron Rodgers, this is a very good third down offense. This is a very good red zone offense. With Brett Hundley, it's not. I don't know why we didn't see one called run in this game. Not one. Let Brett Hundley make some plays with his feet. And I understand there's patchwork. Justin McCray is the backup, and then they even had to go to Jason Spriggs, who's, who right now, based on the depth chart, is the backup to the backup. There's a lot of patchwork going on. They don't have their preferred starter at tight end because he forced his way out of Green Bay. You'll notice we haven't discussed that. That is intentional. We will discuss that later in the week, though, because Jermichael Finley is going to be on the program. So be excited for that. Before we move on, I want to tell you about our Pro Football Focus Edge giveaway. If you don't know by now, all you need to do is go to the iTunes page for this podcast, leave your name and your Twitter handle in a review for this podcast. Please rate it. Tell us something nice. Offer some words of encouragement, words of discouragement. Either way, but put your name and your Twitter handle in. In the review, and you'll be entered to win a Pro Football Focus Edge subscription that gets you access to player grades, charting, uh, all sorts of daily fantasy and pro football focus, proprietary material, statistics, that can really be helpful for fantasy and daily fantasy. They do really great work around the NFL draft. All of that could be yours. It's a $39.99 value. All you have to do is put in your name and your Twitter handle in a review of this podcast, and you could be entered to win. On a per play basis, Green Bay had a better offense. Overall, yardage wise, Green Bay had a better offense. More first downs, more third downs, more passing yards, more running yards, time of possession nearly identical. Devontae Adams has a breakout game, eight catches for 126. And it's and it's I, that's not even fair. This is Devontae Adams. He is the number one receiver on this team. He is a bona fide number one. He is really good, and he's going to get really paid. The rest of this offense, it's very clear at this point, Jordy Nelson, his value to this team is in his connection to Rodgers, which which is to say he still has value because this team's quarterback for next year and beyond is Aaron Rodgers. But Green Bay, I think it's pretty clear, and it was people, this was out there last year and even in 2015, they need more playmakers because this offense relies so heavily on the individual talents of the players. It is not about scheming guys open. It is it, it is about execution. It's about winning. And if if Brett Hundley, if the quarterback is not getting to the right guys, it's tough. The thing that the Patriots do so beautifully is they adapt to their players. And when you have talent, the Mike McCarthy system works because guys can execute. When you're when you're down to your backups, it gets tougher. And the Packers don't have those field-tilting talents. Rodgers is the ultimate field-tilter, maybe the biggest field-tilter ever because he can make plays with Jarrett Boykin and Jeff Janis. Brett Hundley has Devontae Adams. I mean, we're getting close to where we need to start talking about if the Packers—I mean, Randall Cobb got— Caught in the open field by a linebacker last week. I think Randall Cobb is an awesome guy. He's been a great teammate. He's played through injuries. He's been a consummate professional. But it lo- it sure looks like the wear and tear of this game and all of the injuries that he has taken and the beating his body has taken at his size, that he just, uh, where's the juice? When he first came out of Kentucky, he was Electric. He's just not that anymore. Trevor Davis is not on the field. Jeronimo Allison is not on the field. I don't know why they won't put more than three receivers on the field at once. I don't know why Mike McCarthy has refused to get creative. And you saw it. The empty formations, that works. Brett Hundley feels comfortable there. When he has a clean pocket and time to throw, he can make plays. But he is slow to adjust. Jordy Nelson has been a ghost in this offense with Brett Hundley. Now, they've been taking some deep shots. Hunley had Jordy on the deep shot that, that fell incomplete. That's just a throw you got to hit. And he couldn't. I don't know where Green Bay's offense goes from here. I still think their path to victory is to run the ball, especially against a team like Pittsburgh. They're, they're a two-touchdown underdog to Pittsburgh. They're going to have to run the ball to win or to even be competitive. Luckily for them, Pittsburgh has played to the The level of their competition so far this season, but the fact that after three years, all of the crowing McCarthy did about, I've got three years invested in this quarterback room and Brett Hundley is my quarterback, all of that stuff, and he still doesn't seem to have a grasp of what Hundley is good and isn't good at. I don't understand it. And I just, I don't know where we go from here. They need their, they need their guys to be healthy. Getting Ty Montgomery back this week would obviously be a huge boost because it gives them something in the run game, something consistent. Jamal Williams can be the secondary guy. The offensive line has to play better. I really thought early in this game the offense looked like it was turning a corner. Brett Hundley was in control. He's making throws. He's looking confident. He's building on that momentum from last week. And then he throws the pick. He throws the second pick, and then it all just went to hell. It is Monday, we're only going to have three shows this week: Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. As I mentioned, JerMichael Finley is going to be on the show this week. So is John Middlecoff, former NFL scout and now a radio host in the Bay Area. And so we're gonna we're gonna do it that way. It'll sort of be a double expert Tuesday, um, but it'll just be Tuesday and Wednesday. And it is Steelers Week. I know you already want to think about the next game against a really good AFC team, maybe the best team in the AFC. But they do have an excellent podcast, John Ledyard from FanRag Sports takes care of that. So check out Locked On Steelers this week. And if you need something to, to drown your sorrows, well, maybe the Bucks aren't the best option. They just got destroyed by a terrible Mavericks team. But that's a good podcast. Check out Locked On Bucks. I wrote about it in The Gamer for SB Nation. The defense played well enough to win on Sunday. Joe Flacco, under 200 yards passing, 28 attempts, and he only manages 182 yards. They get the pick to thwart a a scoring opportunity. Now, HaHa Clinton-Dix dropped a pick earlier, cost the Packers three points. They allowed 58 yards on 26 carries on the ground, 219 yards you give up at home and you lose a game. Ravens only one for three in the red zone. The Packers do all the things that they've struggled to do this year. They got a turnover. They held the opposing quarterback down. They got some red zone stops. Baltimore is three of 14 on third down. That is God awful. Nine tackles for loss. That's without their starting corner. They lose Clay Matthews in the in the first half to a groin injury. Kenny Clark goes out with what looks like a serious leg injury. We don't know what the situation is there. Although the Packers were some of the Packers defenders were not happy about the hit that led to that injury. Haha Clinton Dix called it dirty. The defense played well enough to win. They were on the field constantly, put in in disadvantageous situations, short fields for Baltimore. The Packers offense were they were constantly in the exact opposite positions because the Packers defense kept getting stops at the forty the 50 and Trevor Davis is having to field punts at the 5 yard line. The defense played well. I I know that this is a, the Baltimore offense is garbage. I told you it was garbage. They're bad. Green Bay's defense played well against a bad a bad offense. That's great. Bully for them. And you can have that sort of cynical take if you want. But this was important. They needed to do this. They needed to have a defensive performance like this. They needed to pick up their offense, and they couldn't. But at a certain point, five turnovers. Five. I know that doesn't seem like a lot if you're Nathan Peterman, if you're the Bills quarterback, who threw five picks in the, I think it was the first half of the Bills game on Sunday against San Diego or Los Angeles, I guess now. I'm never, I'm going to get that wrong still. They're in Carson, so it's not even a thing. Where this defense looks... Without Kenny Clark moving forward is a problem, but that's why you draft Montrevious Adams. He's going to play some nose tackle for them. Quinton Dial's going to play some nose tackle for them. They have depth at the defensive line, which is not something that, that you could have said for them previously. Kyler Fackrell, Kyler Fackerl made plays in this game. Vince Beagle got a sack. This was the defensive performance Green Bay needed. They got three turnovers on their first three possessions for Green Bay they had three more turnovers on downs in the second half but three turnovers in the first quarter for Green Bay and they're only down 3 nothing down 6 nothing at halftime the defense did its job it did the things it needed to do and the offense didn't back it up and that's not something we're accustomed to saying now i understand you still if you still want to be in the fire capers camp i get it a lot of people think that this is a clean house time Maybe McCarthy is not the kind of coach who can adapt his system to players unfit for running it. And Brett Hundley at this point is pretty clear is just not capable of doing the things that he needs to do to run this offense. And I think that those sorts of rigid standards are the reasons why they they looked into Brian Hoyer versus, say, Colin Kaepernick, as misguided as, as that might have been. But we do know that this what this offense looked like before Aaron Rodgers got hurt. They were 4-1. They were rolling. They'd probably be... You know they'd have one, maybe two losses at this point with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, and we'd be talking about a Super Bowl contender. So let's not get let's let's not get too out in front of our skis on this, and we're going to have plenty of time in the off season to discuss things like that. But I said before we saw Brett Hundley. If the Packers go you know, one and eight or whatever the number is going to be, and they look lifeless and they look unprepared, then some changes need to be made. Now we are. Okay. Lost to the Vikings. Hard to put that one on Hunley. But they lose to the Saints, who look like they, they're either the best or the second-best team in the NFC. Lose to the Lions. And now lose to the Ravens at home. One and three and a half. Probably one and four with the Steelers game. That was probably going to be a loss anyway. So there's still a lot to a lot to be said for what happens the rest of the way. The story, the ink is not dry on this season. There were some positives to take away from the Brett Hundley game, but this is this is what it's going to come down to every week. Even if they run the ball effectively, and they ran the ball effectively against Chicago, even if they do that, they're going to need Brett Hundley to make a handful of plays. And he has to make them, and he can't turn the ball over. This is the second game where he's had three interceptions. That's just, you can't do that. He's not throwing enough touchdowns to be throwing that many interceptions. If you're gonna throw a bunch of interceptions, okay. But then you need to you need to have like two touchdowns and two picks, or three touchdowns and two picks if you're gonna do that. There's no value add, just lost. It's a tough day to be a Packer fan. I understand that. It is. I'm still gonna be here though. We're still gonna have content. I'm still gonna try and provide you some context. I'm gonna try and provide you some reasons to be optimistic. I'm gonna try and, and try and provide you a realist. A view of what's going on but i want you to stay engaged with aaron Rodgers. this is a super bowl team make no mistake but there's flaws there's holes and so how does that change how do we get to the next phase of this team we're gonna we're gonna be able to talk a lot about that in the offseason and we will i hope you'll stay engaged with the show like i said john middlecoff and jermichael finley really excited about both those discussions Last time I talked to Jay Finn was on uh, my, my show with Jason Hershorn. And we found out that Marshawn Lynch once asked Finley to tell Ted Thompson to go sign him. Which I'm sure is going to make a lot of Packer fans, if they hadn't heard that story, really happy. So maybe he'll tell us another gem of a story like that. That's later in the week. Again, three shows this week, Monday through Wednesday. Enjoy the holiday. Turkey will make you feel better. Stuffing. Spotted cow if you if you live in an area where that's possible. And if you, if you are, like, you know, I'll send you my address. You can send me some. I'd appreciate it. But in any event, enjoy your Thanksgiving and stay locked on, Packers.